Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Colts and the Patriots are going to be a hell of a matchup this Saturday night. There are a bunch of ways to look at this game. We're going to look at a lot of them in just a moment. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling. It's Monday, December 13th, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people at MyBookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. Let's go to MyBookie.ag and enjoy ourselves a little bit. little investment advice later in the show. I know what you're thinking. How long is he going to keep the mustache? How long is it a worthwhile endeavor to annoy his wife with something that looks this ridiculous? And you're also wondering, are they ever going to adorn that Christmas tree with uh, lights and ornaments? I don't know. That's up. To, both are up to Julie. Let's be honest about that. Both are up to the wife. Let's talk about the Colts and the Patriots this Saturday night. What a hell of a matchup this is going to be. You got matchups, all right? Now, I'm going to go through a few of them, and then we're going to get to the important ones. But, uh, you know, Mac Jones as a rookie, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz with his feet, a little bit more valuable there. But when you get to uh, passer rating, they're virtually identical. Mac Jones at 97, Carson Wentz at 96.6. The QBR, because of the running, goes up a little bit. Favors Carson Wentz at 58.1 compared to Jones. 51.7 yards per attempt. That's in favor of Mac Jones. 7.4 to 7 flat. Sacks. Jones has been sacked 24 times. Wentz 22. That's pretty much a dead heat. Interceptions. Jones 8. Wentz 5. Jones, though, over the last four games has only been picked once. Then you go to running back. Well, anyway, who, who would you rather have, Mac Jones or Carson Wentz? I'll take Carson Wentz to be honest with you. I think he's been good this year. I think that is a guy you can win this game with. All right, Damian Harris, the running back from Alabama. Patriots, not too bad with the running game. He averages 4.6 yards per carry, total of nine touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, best running back, best healthy running back in the NFL. You know, 
there's still you still got Henry down there, Derrick Henry with the Titans that you've got to account for, but he's not healthy. So right now, Jonathan Taylor's the best. He's averaging 5.6 yards per carry, 16 touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor has been getting stronger and stronger and stronger. The Patriots, uh, 19th best run defense in the NFL. So this is an area where they're going to have to try to scheme to get an advantage over the Colts. And we're going to get to that in a minute, too. Uh, At wide receiver, you've got Jacoby Myers, who leads the Patriots in catches. Uh, 59 catches, 620 yards is catch percent, which I think is really important. Uh, 65.6, one touchdown. Michael Pittman Jr., 67 catches, 882 yards, a catch percentage of 67.7%. The Patriots are deeper at the receiver position, and they've got a superiority at the tight end position. So you're, you're dealing with that. But from an A-list guy to A-list guy, there are really no A-list guys on the field for either team. Pittman, very high-end B-level receiver, and, and uh, Myers... Probably not so high-end, a B-level receiver. As far as the defense, the sack master for the Patriots is Matt Judon, 12 and a half sacks this season. But no first fumbles. That's kind of good news. Carson Wentz, prone to put the ball on the turf. Judon doesn't do that very much. Not a lot of strip sacks from Judon, but a bunch of sacks. More than double the, the, uh, the Colts leader, who is DeForest Buckner at five and a half. Got to get to the quarterback. The Patriots are really good at scheming to protect Mac Jones, just as they were with Tom Brady. In the defensive backfield, J.C. Jackson is really, really good, and a guy you've got to account for. You've got to know where he is on the field. He's got seven picks this season. Kenny Moore, kind of the same thing for the Colts. He's got four picks this season. Takeaway differential, Colts lead the NFL at plus 13. Pats are fourth in the NFL at plus 10. Uh, The Colts, the number two rushing offense in the league. The Patriots, like I said, 19th in the league in rushing defense. Point differential, the Patriots, plus 11.5 per game. The Colts, plus 6.7. Here's kind of the deal, and here's how I like to compare these two teams. Who have they beaten? The Patriots are 9-4. Who have they beaten? They've beaten the Jets twice. All right, they've beaten the Texans. They've beaten the Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, Titans, and Bills. Titans were depleted when the Patriots beat them. Really, they, they beat the Bills, and that's kind of just about it. Uh, it. Chargers, that's a good win, too. For the Colts, they've beaten the Texans twice. They've beaten the Bills, the Jaguars, the Jets, the 49ers, and Miami. Pats have lost to Miami. So really, the Colts sort of hang their hats on that Bills win and that 49ers win, both on the road, both in really adverse weather conditions. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. It's a, uh, these two teams have had a tough time beating really good teams. And, And the Colts in particular, the games get close. The Colts, as we saw against the Titans, as we saw uh, you know, we, we've seen it repeatedly. The Bucks, we saw it against the Ravens. Yikes. Dig the stash. You're damn right. I look good in a mustache. There's no doubt about that. I look like William Powell, for those of you who are old-time movie buffs. 
the, the matchups that are really important. By the way, hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell, right? The matchups that are the most important. Reich versus Belichick. And McDaniels versus Eberflus. I think McDaniels versus Eberflus in this game is going to ter- determine the job security for Matt Eberflus. I think that if the Colts lose this game in the same way that they lost to the, the Ravens, Titans, uh, and the Bucks, where you had a lead and you kind of gacked it up, I think Matt Eberflus is on thin ice after this game. If they can put away the Patriots, if they get a lead and they keep a lead, and he can out-strategize, he can out-scheme Josh McDaniels, I think Matt Eberflus keeps his job and maybe winds up getting a head coaching job somewhere else. This, I think, is the most important game in the, in, in the career of Matt Eberflus. Colts win, he's on a fast track to someplace he wants to go, even if it's to stay here. He loses... That defense loses and gets out-schemed. You can extrapolate some things from that, and I think it's going to be very difficult for Matt Eberflus to keep his gig. So, this is a big one for Matt. Matt better scheme it up good. Uh, Tonight, Pacers, Warriors, 7 o'clock. Steph Curry's only visit to Gainbridge Fieldhouse ought to be fantastic. Love watching Steph Curry because he obviously loves to play. And we like watching people who enjoy their work. People don't enjoy their work. We don't like watching those people. We don't like watching people who kind of just sort of hem and haw and say, you know, I'm not really sure I want to be here. And I don't like to be utilized as kind of a a functionary in the offense. This just isn't for me. We've had those guys here. We've got guys like that again. And we don't like those kinds of guys. Look. None of us is in love with our jobs. None of us. Some of us find a way to enjoy them. Guys in the NBA who can't enjoy playing basketball and earning 18 to $23 million a year, I have no patience for you whatsoever. Go do something else for a living and then whine about making this kind of cash for going out and playing basketball 82 times a year. Are you out of your mind? My God Almighty. Uh, by the way, for the Colts, Zaire Franklin goes on the COVID list. As Ryan Kelly is expected to come off the COVID list tomorrow. They, the Colts, are going to miss Zaire Franklin in special teams. They're going to miss him on the field with the defense, although I think E.J. Speed can fill in nicely uh, on the defensive side of the ball. He already kind of a stalwart in the special teams arena. Uh, Trevion Williams, co-Big Ten Player of the Week, 21.5 points a game. He averaged 11.5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, a steal, and a half. He and E.J. Liddell of Ohio State share the award. Good for him. Domas Sabonis, the Eastern Conference Player of the Week for the Pacers. Last week, 3 games, 3 wins. He averaged 25-10-6. Good for Domas Let's, uh, let's ramp that up tonight, shall we? What do we know about Indiana? After watching Indiana, uh, what are they now? They 8-2 after uh, shellacking Merrimack yesterday. What was it, 81-49, whatever. What we see is, is something very, very similar to what we have seen. And, and so here's the deal. My son said this yesterday in our instant post game. 
nice to have Ryan on the show because Ryan knows what the hell he's talking about. And what Ryan said is that you need a player in that locker room to exert a level of toughness and demand toughness from his teammates. And it seems as though what the Indiana guys like to do is they really like to cheer each other on. And they really like to smile. They got the big smiles as people do good stuff. When people do bad stuff, it seems like it's pants on the ass. Not from Mike Woodson. Mike Woodson glares at guys. Mike Woodson's got that scowl working. And I like the scowl. But it's not enough to have a coach do it. You got to have a player do it. You need a guy like Brad Davison. You could, I bet you anything that at halftime, as Wisconsin last week was down 17 to Indiana, Brad Davison went in the locker room and he got in people's grill and he told them what was going to happen in the second half and the Wisconsin players believed him. I don't know that Indiana's got a guy who's going to say that stuff and I don't know that Indiana's got guys that are going to listen to a guy who says that stuff. And this is the fallacy of leadership. We get this a lot from general managers, and yeah, we got a lot of uh, a lot of servant leaders on this team. They're all leaders on this team. No, they're not all leaders. Not all of them. You can't have everybody leading. You have a leader, and you have followers. This is the way leadership works. You can't have a leader without followers. You can't have followers without a leader. It would be chaos. Leaders without followers, everybody would be doing what they think is best, which is part of the problem for Indiana. You got a lot of guys on the floor doing what they believe they need to do to give Indiana the best chance to win. The key is getting everybody to understand what they need to do to be able to win is and then function toward that end. And if you don't have that, you're going to have a tough time winning in the Big Ten. You're going to have a tough time winning more than 10 games. They play 20. They got to win 10 to go to the NCAA tournament. You got to acquit yourself well this weekend in the Crossroads Classic against Notre Dame. You need followers. You need a leader. I'm not sure Indiana's got one. We'll see. Uh, They are a middle-of-the-tier Big Ten team right now. Could they come together and become better? Could they coalesce to overachieve to, you know, compare to their talent? They could. It's not likely. We haven't seen an Indiana team do that maybe since 2013, but that was an exceptionally talented Indiana team with really good leadership. This team, it appears, not nearly as talented. I mean, that team had the number two overall draft pick and the number four overall draft pick. This team... Is there a first-rounder on this team? Is Trace Jackson Davis a first-rounder? I don't think so. Because if Trace Jackson Davis was a first-rounder, I don't think he'd have come back to Indiana. Anybody else on the floor capable of playing in the NBA? Maybe Jordan Geronimo from an athletic perspective, but not from a basketball perspective. Jordan Geronimo's got to learn how to play the game. And if he doesn't do that, he's going to waste a whole lot of athleticism and size and length that he could use to earn millions and millions of dollars. You've got to play with your mind. You've got to play with your heart. You've got to play with your length and your height and your ability to leap and shoot. 
But it's all three of those things coming together. And if you don't have all three of those things, you're going to be left in the G League. And and Jordan Geronimo right now looks like a G League guy where people are going to say, we just have to teach him to play. He's got all the intangibles. He's got all the, well, I mean, he's got all the tangibles. He's tall, he's long, he jumps, he shoots. It's not enough. Tomorrow morning, more about the Colts and the Patriots. This is a huge game. I can't wait for this game. We're five days away. Let's get going. Let's get this thing here. Right, hit subscribe, like, ring the bell. Do I keep the mustache just to annoy my wife? Is it worth it? Is it worth looking like this?